You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I'm telling you, I mean, I like him, but he that is, is a totally true, true artist. That is a one-hit wonder. He is a one-hit wonder. He's not a one-hit wonder. If I can name multiple songs of his that I know from hearing them. Well, just because you know them doesn't mean that he's not a one-hit wonder. That is not true. No, he's totally a one-hit wonder. Andrew WK is a one-hit wonder. That is What what was his one hit? Party Hard. No. We've come to party hard, party hard, party hard. Yeah, that's a that's a one-hit wonder. No, it's He had other good songs, but he had one hit. That's the definition. Mm-mm. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you everyone for tuning in. It is Friday, August 3rd, 2012, and it's been uh, it's been a long week, a very good week. And yesterday, of course, we had a marathon show with Todd Glass and uh, also the the guys from Spicy News, Danny and Nick. So it's uh, it was a, it was a marathon show yesterday. It was a lot a lot of guests yesterday. A lot of guests. So now yeah. it's just now it's and now there are two. Yes, down to the two just, of us today. It's Gregor and I and Indeed. our and our Andrew WK argument. Indeed. Or yes. as I I'm sorry, as I should say, argument. Oh really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, we will discuss this. I also forgot that uh, yeah, Todd Glass broke our head phones yesterday. <laughs> I know. We need to so we need to purchase some new ones. We have to purchase new headphones. Todd Glass broke them. <laughs> Thanks, Todd Glass. Not on purpose, I don't think, but uh, no, he did in it fact. It might have been a little nice if he was just like, hey, you know, here's uh, here's 20 uh, bucks for your troubles. I'm a big rich comedian. I'm here's, a rich comedian. Let me buy you some new headphones. Yeah. No, he didn't buy us new headphones. I'm just going to snap them in half and uh, snap them and I'll throw them down. Leave. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, It actually made me a little nervous about having guests in and wearing the headphones because I mean because I know my headphones ain't cheap. Yours ain't cheap. Uh-uh. But I guess we'll just have to get another pair of cheap ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we will be uh, replacing some of those there. <laughs> Tony said you got the bumper from him. What more do you want? <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was gold. I don't know. Not his freakish man strength. It's breaking our, breaking our headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. But uh, that's all right. We'll, we'll forgive Todd Glass. Yes. And we'll go buy some more headphones. All is forgiven. Um, but no, I... I don't believe was that even okay so let me tell you this I don't believe that Andrew WK was a one hit wonder why I just don't believe that he was a one hit wonder at all because I don't think that he that was like a huge hit Party Hard was a big hit that was a hit I don't, a lot of people don't know who he is well yeah but that I'm saying Party if you Hard know song? Andrew WK you know more than one of his songs no no you don't I, I couldn't name another De- Andrew WK song other than Party Hard? Seriously? No. She is beautiful. I love New York City. I have no idea Ready what those to die. songs are. Ready to Die is my favorite Andrew Don't know WK those songs. Song. Yeah, I don't know those songs. I mean, Andrew WK is okay. I've never really been a... Uh, and it's when it's time to party, we will hard party hard. Yeah. That's, no, that's... No. That's Party Hard. No, there's it's time to party, and then there's Party okay, Hard. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> that's two songs. So, fact. No. You know two of his Party hits. Hard is the one where... This, this is... Yeah, that's his one hit. That's his hit. No, but this is the one that we just played. I just played. Yeah, I know. That wasn't a hit. This isn't a hit? No. That was not a hit. That did not get extensive radio play. I went to um, Andrew WK. He had a DJ night in New York. Yes, I remember you speaking of this before. It was very, very exciting. Yeah. 
But then it made me aware that maybe not a lot of other people were as excited as me because my sister and I and her friends that we dragged with us were the only ones there. Yeah, I mean, Andrew WK is just kind of one of those guys. I've seen him doing drugs off of the uh, his turntable. Yeah. Might or might not. No. Just yeah, I, I really don't think uh, I really don't think he's anything more than a one hit wonder. <laughs> I mean, people know his. You know, that's great. I'm not saying he didn't have other songs that he performed. Obviously, you can't just put out one song, but he was one hit, one hit. <laughs> I would I would bet that if you did a I poll, think... most people wouldn't know who Andrew WK is. Well, that's fine, but I'm saying like maybe they might not be aware of who he is. But I'm not saying that he's classified in the one hit one. Yes, he is totally in the. He's one not hit like wonder. a Europe final countdown. Yeah. No, he's yeah. Well, mm. that maybe his hit didn't get as famous as that. It was a barely a one hit, but it was. Uh, I would I would give him that credit of being a one hit wonder, but I wouldn't go beyond that. I would say that's that's probably about it. And I am a one hit wonder aficionado. In addition to television theme songs, I have a massive collection of one hit wonders. I know we've played a lot of them. Yes. Now I have a lot of them in my iTunes folder because of you. Yes. See, and what I'm saying is though he totally falls into that category. Totally falls into that category. All right, let's see. So one hit wonders Afro Man because I got high. Yep. Blind Melon, No Rain. Yes, and I'm and I'm a big Blind Melon fan. I loved that album. That the whole, the fan- album in its entirety. The album in its entirety is fantastic. Still a one-hit wonder. Absolutely a one-hit wonder. Maybe if the guy hadn't died, maybe they could have put out some more hits after that, but still, one-hit wonder. Fine Young Cannibals, one-hit wonder. She okay. drives me crazy. <laughs> so Andrew, so people uh, are getting some initials confused in the chat, so John wants to know. So he gets Andrew W.K. mixed up with Louis C.K. So Andrew <laughs> W.K. is... Um, is a, a rock singer mm-hmm. and a, a party anthem maker. Uh, I guess, yeah. You he could is, say that. That's he, and about he's all he does. Just a downright goddamn good human being. Like after, <laughs> wow, that's he a is. Big, that's a big statement. He Why? Is. Because after his shows, he will stay like until well after um, the festival has closed mm-hmm. to sign autographs and take pictures with fans, and will like sit there and write them all out like a nice like thank you for supporting me in my music. You know, follow your dreams, all this stuff. So much so that when he came to Portland and the festival had closed, he'd come for Warp Tour. He went to a nearby kid's house who the parents said that he could come there and continued to sign autographs for everybody there until everyone got all right well yeah that's cool that's good for him that sounds like okay then you know it sounds like he's a good guy louis ck is a is a very hilarious comedian yes louis ck is a comedian yes he's a show on fx called louis very 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 funny and he would be the he's one of my dream guests oh absolutely actually both of them uh, WKNC. Yeah, WK. Uh, it's, it's not really a dream <laughs> guest for me. I'm, for sure, if you wanted to come in, that'd be that'd be great. Mm. I have nothing against the guy, but yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, okay, my well, fandom kind of goes look, quite the same. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. No, one hit, one hit. Greg, you don't have to be right all the time. Well, but I am right in this thing because yeah, it's, it's pretty not. quantifiable. You know issue. Would you rather be right and have me angry, or would you rather just have it settled? I'm not trying to make you angry. I'm just saying one hit, one hit wonder. Aaron Duran says, uh, Andrew WK is the Bruce Campbell of the rock world. Not everyone knows him, but his fans love him. Yeah, sure. And I'm, not, right. I'm not disputing that. You're getting this wrapped up into, I'm not. into me attacking Andrew WK. I'm not at all. I'm saying, I'm no, saying one hit attacking. wonder. One hit wonder. Well, then I'm going to play a few more of his hits. Well, that's fine. Fine. Fun Loving Criminals. Fine. I love Fun Loving Criminals. I really do. I, I actually like that album. Snack song, Scooby right? Snack Song. That was their one hit. That's. That's their one hit. <laughs> I still like the album. Doesn't mean I can't be a fan of theirs. But yeah, no, they're they're a one hit wonder. Well, who are we to say? Because not enough time has passed. Andrew WK is still putting out new. No, al- no. 
No. He could no. have a resurgence. Maybe, but he hasn't yet, has he? Well, yeah, but that doesn't leave him as a one-hit wonder like some no, of these No, that older means he's bands. a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. A lot of these bands are still performing and playing, and that's great. Great for them. One-hit wonder. Four non-blondes. One-hit wonder. Mm. One-hit wonder. That's Whatever. that's just that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. Whatever. You kind of got to... Tone Loke breaks that mold because he had two hits. Tone Loke had two hits. What, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Funky Cole Medina? No, Funky Cole Medina, Medina and Wild Thing. Those oh. were both hits. So he is not a one-hit wonder, therefore he's one step above an Andrew W.K. So then I believe that Andrew W.K. is a two-hit wonder because no. he wrote, it's time to party, and when it's time to party, we'll party hard. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so basically the same song he put out twice. No, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just... They are two completely different songs. No. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. It's just uh, it's just the way it is, and I'm sorry that I it can't help it you. that Andrew WK likes to party in so many different ways that you can't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vanilla Ice understand. would technically be a one hit wonder, the, even uh, though he, he was a phenomenon. And I and I actually have the Vanilla Ice album, I do and too. I will listen to it every now and then. Ice Ice Baby was his one big hit. Mm, Stop that train was a pretty big hit. It wasn't quite a hit. I wouldn't say that. We know the song. That doesn't make it a hit. I don't remember anything else on that album, but I know that Stop That Train was was a pretty well, uh, well-liked well mm, song. No, no. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, but it's still, still one hit. I'm just sorry. That's just the way it is. Oh, I'm not going to just... You can't say like the definitive statement. Then As Scott it, like, says, a aside. single doesn't mean a hit. Because <laughs> all the no band just puts out one song. They all put out other songs. They just didn't happen to take Sometimes off Sometimes they do. Sometimes there's a single for a band, and then the single's really good, and they're like, oh, fuck, we have to make an entire album. No. No. Generally, I would say almost 100% that's not the case. No band gets together just to write one song. We're writing one song, and it's going to be a hit. And they know it's going to be a hit. How do you know it's going to be a hit? No, that's not that's not what goes on with that. Aaron says, behold the meta that is happening on this show. A podcast with a niche audience is arguing about the qualities of an artist that makes a living off of a niche audience. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. This is the thing. It's like, I know don't turn this not. into me attacking them because I'm not. I'm, I have not I'm muttered a word about attack. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I'm not saying don't. It's all right. I'm just saying he's one hit one. There we go. Well, we've established that. We have now not established so, anything. No. So now that that fact has Nothing been established, established, we can move. You know what uh, is established? Along. Chumbawamba. Andrew WK is a Chumbawamba. He's not a Chumbawamba. I get knocked down and I get up again. I love that song. I still love that song. We. Uh, would you want to interview the lead singer? Yes. All right. I think I can make that happen. On my 17th birthday, all I would do was play Chumbawamba tub thumping and ABBA dancing queen, just back and forth. And my friends, um, <laughs> that's an my- odd combo. It is because well, because she was young and sweet, only 17. So I thought that was really exciting for my 17th birthday. <laughs> and my friends were all there. It was a surprise Oh, party. that just sounds like so much something that you would do. It is something that I did. And then so my friends... So you played like, that song because they're talking about 17, but what about uh, what about the, the most perfect song? You drink song. some whiskey drink, you drink some lager drink. The most perfect song about being 17 is clearly not that. It's... Do you know what this is? She's only 17. Exactly. One hit wonder. Winger. So? Like, you're not proving a point. That's just another song with 17. Also one of the creepiest songs ever written. 
Oh, Alex is saying I love Chumbawamba's old anarchist stuff. Yeah, I remember um, I had some friends who were really into Chumbawamba. Yeah. I just knew the I just knew the hit. I'm not going to pretend to be cooler than I am. I just, I knew. Okay. I knew what my ears heard on the radio. Still saying. No, you're not saying anything. So anyway, you know what? I don't believe in you, Greg, but do you know who I believe in? Who do you believe in? Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. All right. We should, we should talk about that. Well... And then uh, also I want to address something that was in the chat. If you're listening live, go to funemploymentradio.com slash live where you can join in the chat. And also that will be in the archives afterwards. But uh, so so, uh, we didn't get a chance to really talk about our day on uh, Wednesday and the rest of the week. Because yesterday we had so many guests, which was fantastic. We didn't get a chance to talk about the stuff that we did. Yeah. And the stuff that we saw. And some of the things we witnessed. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Going back through that day on Wednesday, so Sarah and I had uh, had some meetings and stuff, and uh, you know, long day, good day, and at some point during that day, we decided to stop, and actually, we had a had kind of a business lunch thing, you know, but not much business was completed because <laughs> the place where we were we were at was showing the Olympics, and this the is the bizarre Olympics. thing about the Olympics, and the amazing thing about it is you can get sucked into stuff that you would never ever watch ever. Ever in a million years think that you would find at all interesting. No. Um, and one of those things happens to be table tennis, women's table tennis championships, the gold medal match. China versus China. China versus, of course, yes. It's the two <laughs> Chinese ladies that make it to the final. And uh, we got so into this match. It was It, it was, was ridiculous. Like, we were trying to talk, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but Ding Ding just pulled ahead of... Um, yeah, it was it was Ding Ning against Li XX. It was I, I think they pronounced Zhang it like Zhang Zhang. Yeah, Li Zhang Zhang. Li Zhang Zhang versus versus Ding Ning, and it's so funny listening to this because the announcers are clearly into it. Like they have studied up their ping pong aficionados. They fucking knew their their shit. Their ping pong. And we're watching this, and they they actually did a fantastic job of setting up the drama of a of a fucking ping pong match. Mm-hmm. And um, it was Ding Ning. Was apparently number one in the world. She's been the reigning champion for, yes. I think, two years. Yes, in a row. indeed. And uh, Li Zhang Zhang. Yeah, Zhang Zhang. Zhang Zhang. Uh, has always come in second. Right. So they were making many references uh, in the ping pong circuit mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Li Zing, Zhang Zhang uh, has always been bridesmaid to Ding Ning's bride. <laughs> I heard them say that. Did they actually use that reference? Oh, they've said, they said it more than once. Okay, all those nice things they said about their announcing, I kind of take back. On yeah. Me. But uh, so, so Ding Ning was this woman competing in the Table Tennis Championship, and she was just the most angry woman I have... First... One of the angriest women, women I've ever seen. Let's just be honest, first of all. We, for about the first five minutes, we couldn't figure out if it was men's or women's table tennis. We just we honestly sat there the entire time trying to figure out whether or not they were men or women. Well, the ping pong outfits don't lend much to uh, the ping pong outfits are very frumpy, nondescript. Yes, you can't see any curvature no. of any way, and there was really and both of the ladies had short hair, mm-hmm. no makeup, just yes. looked and they were very you know like all sweaty and aggressive. So you could you really couldn't tell mm-hmm. if they were men or women. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, until they actually said like women's ping pong. Yeah. For the gold. And we're like, okay, so we're watching two women. Sarah's saying this. Yeah, Ding Ning and Li Jingjong. But Ding Ning was, uh, it was, it was just so funny with this Olympic stuff, like how wrapped up into it, though, that you can get so quickly. And we're not weird. I think everybody that was in the same restaurant as us was watching this goddamn thing. Oh, I know. Everybody was. Everybody was. 
And it, it, the, I think what added to it was how angry this woman was. And she was, she was almost crying and yelling at the judges and like throwing a tantrum. And, you know, she's going for gold medal in her, in her sport. You know, mm-hmm. I understand the passion for it. I don't get it, but I understand this is her mm-hmm. life. Her life is she, ping pong. Ding Ding got a red card, too. She did. She got warned. She did. Well, she was, she was yelling at that judge. She was yelling. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, even so much so, like, they, so I guess uh, the thing, one of the special things about Ding Ning and mm-hmm. uh, Li Zhang Zhang was mm-hmm. that neither of them had a, uh, a coach. Yeah. And so usually the coach will serve. Well, you as can't like, have a coach if it's the same. It's China's policy, Sarah, because I learned this. If two athletes from China make it to, like, the gold medal match and are playing against each other, the coaches back off and just let the players go. So yeah, that so way nobody's getting unfair coaching. Exactly. So they don't have coaching. So when Ding Ning is having an argument with the ref, the ref doesn't speak Chinese. And so there has to have someone has to come down as a representation. So you see Ding Ning talking to the interpreter, who's then talking to the ref. And then the ref is talking back to the interpreter, talking to Ding Ning, and Ding Ning's just losing her shit because she's just now she's not focused. She's not focused. She's it's just true. she's letting Li Zhang Zhang like kick her ass. Yeah, and Li Zhang Zhang had oh, that. She got in her head, and she had that really annoying thing. Every time she get a point, she'd be like, and scream yeah. really loud. Yeah. So it got to the point where I didn't even have to look up. Like, I am from my not head. a fan of Li Zhang Zhang. I am not a fan of hers. No, she did. She not. may have won. But I appreciated Ding Ning's passion. I did. I did too. And uh, quite frankly, I want to get a Ding Ning jersey. We were actually talking about where we I want to get a Ding, Ding Ning. Ning uh, yeah, I know. I know we have listeners in China uh, who download the show. Maybe if you guys can let us know, send us an email. Let us know if there is uh, if there's a way to purchase a Ding Ning jersey in China. Yes, because I would love one. I, I would, would love one too. I would represent women's ping pong. I guess. You would. Yeah. Ping pong. I just can't believe it. It's like fucking watching Forrest Gump out there. I didn't realize that they actually could play ping pong that fast. Yeah. Like when it wasn't, you know, made, when it wasn't overly, mm-hmm. uh, overly done for a movie or whatever. I didn't right. realize it was that fast. Yeah. It's Yeah, insane. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <sighs> the world of ping pong. So then. Things that we learned about. So after we uh, finished our lunches, had a long uh, debate about Ding Ning. <laughs> Uh, then we Hot packed topic. up. Hot topics. Hot topics of the day. That's what we cover here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. So we packed up and we were heading up actually uh, toward the interstate bridge because we had another meeting um, out at a, at a place out there. So it, it's like, you know, getting closer to rush hour around this time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, fuck it. And we just saw that there was an accident on I-5. So it's like, all right, we'll just take interstate. Yeah. And just you know, go parallel to... So if you're in Portland, we were heading north. I mean, if you're not from Portland, we were heading north. Uh, we avoided going on the freeway, where we were on just kind of like a major, a major road. Yeah, that, that will get you. That will get you north. Yeah. So town. basically, like goes along. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it heads in the same direction. Yeah. You just don't have to get on the thing. Exactly. So, um, so we're on interstate, and all of us are in the car, and um, so Sarah, our friend Sarah Wagner is driving, and so and I'm sitting in the front seat with her, and Greg was kind enough to sit in the back. Indeed, yapping women in the front. Yeah, do, a lot yap, of yapping. Yap. And actually, we were kind of being assholes. Yeah, kind of were. <laughs> kind of were. So as we're driving, riding down interstate, there's a there's a car lane and there's a bike lane. Mm-hmm. And you know we're passing a lot of bicycles. Like it's back and forth because there's a lot of traffic. So like we'll pass a bicyclist and then they'll pass us and right back and forth. So uh, eventually we keep passing this guy back and forth, and Sarah and I are making comments about his about his butt. Mm-hmm. Because he had a shiny bicyclist spandex butt. And we're just like, that guy has a nice biker butt. Yes, yeah, so you guys said that many times over and over. It was 
quite riveting conversation that was, was happening. That's why I was on my phone a lot. <laughs> I know. You were just sitting in the back not paying attention. No. no. Trying to <laughs> ignore is really what I was trying to do. So anyway, we, um, so we're heading down interstate. And right as we're getting, in case anyone knows where the Dancing Bear is, which I know Greg knows where that is. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, we're heading toward the, like, we're about ready to pass Dancing Bear. And finally, the traffic kind of lightens up and we break free from the stop and go. And the bicyclist is going as well. So as we pass him, you know, Sarah and I are like trying to look and see what the guy looks like, as is our want. As is the creepy thing that you were doing. And uh, Sarah was jokingly making like a cat call, but my window was up, so he wouldn't be able to hear it. And I'm just like, Sarah, because I forgot my window wasn't up. So she looks in her rear view mirror. Yeah, this is, we were probably, to give a reference, we were probably 10 car lengths past yeah. at that point. Yeah. Past the bicyclists, and there were a couple of cars behind us. And yeah, and that's when she looked in her rearview mirror and just started freaking out. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, she's like, holy shit, oh my God, oh my God. And we're like, what? And you turned around and you saw what happened. I turned around right at that moment to see what it was because I could see she was looking in the rearview mirror and freaking out and I wanted to see what was going on. And what had happened was behind us, there was a pickup truck that had stuff loaded in the back, including... Uh, well, A, it was overloaded, and on top of that, it had a giant, I would say, queen, queen to king I, I size mattress. It was like a queen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a very big mattress in the back. And a very big box spring, but the mattress was on top of it. The mattress was on top, and I turned around to witness this mattress had already flown off the back of the truck and leveled this bicyclist. It seriously flew off in what hit him, like, right in the chest? Hit him, yeah, right, right in the chest head area. I mean, it just flew off. There was no other bicyclist around. If that thing, if it had been two seconds either way, mm-hmm. the guy wouldn't have been hit. But it, the timing was, it was like just a perfect storm. It was perfect f- storm f- to where this giant mattress flew off the back of the truck and leveled this bicyclist. And this guy was, you could tell this guy bikes a lot. You could tell just by looking at the guy. I mean, mm. he was, he had all nice equipment. Clearly, very much in shape, and he yeah. was probably going twenty five miles oh, an hour. Oh, at least he was. He was flying. Uh, he was, he was yeah. booking it. Um, leveled him. And so we just see the mattress kind of tumble off and see the, the guy tumble to the ground. Uh, Sarah instantly pulled over, and we all just, just got out of the car and ran. booked it down the street. Booked it down towards back where this guy was. Oh. And, you know, by that point, since we were about 10 car lengths ahead, you know, running back to this, somebody else had already got there. There were actually two or three other people already with the guy. And we run down. You know, I was thinking the worst because it was it was bad because you saw it happen. But all I saw was the aftermath with him lying on the ground and the big, the huge mattress that that had hit him, like laying on the ground next to him. Yeah. And so we got down there and, you know, the first thing I noticed, the guy, the guy was awake. He was laying on the ground, but he wasn't moving. And so I was, (sighs) oh, shit. Um, It's one of the guys that was there kind of uh, that had already beat us to him that was kind of attending to him. I think he must have had some kind of medical he training. He seemed to know what he was doing. Or yeah. I don't know what I don't know what he had, but he was he was doing tests on him and he was like filling the guy's leg and he's like, Okay, can you feel this? Can you feel this? You know, asking him questions like, What's your name? You know, what's uh he's like, I remember him asking me, he's like, Hey, can you um he's like, Can you tell me what uh what was the guy's name? Uh, Peter's Peter. what his name turned Peter out to be. Peter was the guy's name. And so he's just like, What's your name? And he's like, Peter and he's like, All right, Peter, can you tell me? He's like, What he's like, Can you tell me what day it is today, Peter? And you know, he's just like and he's an old like he's old older than I thought he would be. Uh, probably he was like, probably late 50s. Yeah, late 50s. Early 60s, but maybe. very much in shape, and he was yeah. just like, and he's just like, it's Wednesday. And he's like, all right, that's good, Peter. And he's like, is there anybody that we can call for you? And so, like, he gave, I'm assuming his wife's name. Yeah, somebody's name. Yeah. Um, so, 
at the same time as he, you know, I took a look at how this guy was sitting there, and he was incredibly lucky uh, as far as how that fall was. So he had fallen, and he was on the street itself, but his head was resting up, and he had a helmet. His head was resting up on the curb. The very bottom of his helmet is what saved him from cracking his head right on that curb. And he would have been dead in an instant. Yeah, there, you, he would not have survived His that. head was resting on the curb, and like his bike had flown into like... Um, his bike was, yeah, off. His bike, yeah, he was in the road. His bike was way like down the, like, down the mm-hmm. sidewalk. The mattress was down the sidewalk, and this, he was just laying there. So he's the laying street. on his back with his head cocked up, you know, helmet on the curb. Um, and so at that point, you know, we're trying to... A, amazing that he's alive. Yeah. And... Thank God he was wearing a helmet. Oh my God! Because if he hadn't, yeah, if he had not been wearing a helmet, he and would have been. Let done. me just tell you, I know that I've you know talked about how I don't, uh, how I didn't wear a helmet for a long time. Seeing that firsthand, like I will never not wear a helmet again, ever. That's the only ever. reason that guy was alive. Ever, no, just seeing that, seeing what how that freak accident happened, mm-hmm. and how if he hadn't been wearing his helmet, mm-hmm. we would be running up to a corpse. Yeah, that oh, was, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. It was. Yeah, it would have snapped his neck or just oh, caved in his it was, head. I mean, it was I mean, just to be blunt, so, bluntly honest about it, it it would have been horrible. Yeah, it would have been awful. Like, I mean, at, and at that point, I'm like, I'm never not wearing a helmet again, mm-hmm. ever. I'm like, good, ever. Good. And um, well, I mean, particularly since I'm so clumsy anyway. I mean, fuck, I gave myself a concussion last week. Yeah, you give yourself. Yeah, just walking through your apartment. Yes. Uh, so, um, so, so we're there, and the cops show up, and then. Well, but before even that, because we were wondering, the guy in the pickup truck had didn't stop. Yeah. Now, whether he noticed or whether he just kept going, it was hard to say at that point. But I guess another car had actually uh, followed him and, I don't know, told him what happened or flagged him over. But the guy did come back. Mm-hmm. So he didn't just take off. He came back. Um, I will say this, you know, and then, then the police did show up and I could hear them talking to the guy. And it did seem like, you know, he... He was obviously very concerned about the guy. Yeah. I mean, he was. He, 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 he did feel horrible. I mean, he fucked up. He didn't strap down the mattress on the back of his truck. You know, that's you. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, you know, you, you can tell he he wasn't trying to like run off. I don't even think he noticed. I don't think he did either. But I mean, but you could see, and like when he came back, we could see the back of his truck, and it was just packed full of shit. Yeah, obviously moving or something like moving that. Moving, and maybe thought that you know we didn't have to strap it down to get from yeah. like point A to point B. But I mean, my God! But he came back. You know, the cops were there. The um, you know, amb- like everyone showed up. Yeah, and the guy. Uh, well, part of the other thing when he was laying on the ground before the ambulance got there, I was taking a look at his injuries. I mean, it was. I'm not going to get too graphic with it, but let's just say there was a gigantic chunk of flesh taken out of his hip. That's not graphic. <laughs> well, I could get more graphic. No, don't, don't. I could get more graphic. I mean, it was it was a big... Yeah. It, it, he hit it hard. And he was standing. Well, and that's what I was going to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I, first I thought, oh, shit, you know, his legs, his legs done. He's, he's broke or something. You know, something's got to be broke. But no, he ended up standing up probably mostly on adrenaline at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and sh- adrenaline and shock. Yeah, he, he did stand up. So... I'm sure he's. I'm sure they took him to the hospital because he was going to need some serious treatment on that on that wounds that he had. But you know, oh, by the fact that he stood up, you could tell he's going to be okay. You know, he'll be he'll he'll be okay. 
But uh, yeah, lesson right there is wear your helmets mm-hmm. and strap your shit down if you're moving. And stuff if you're around. moving, yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty gnarly. It was scary. It was. I mean, that could have ended so so badly. Yeah, I and mean, just just what a freak accident. Yeah. But I mean, once again, you know, it's a testament to, to to people coming to the aid because by the time we even ran back there, there were like three or four people already there. I had my phone out to call nine one one, and this lady was already like, "No, already, I've already got it called." So I I just hung up on nine one one, and because uh, she already had it under control. But yeah, you know, at least people came there and ran ran to help. Oh yeah. Rather than just taking off and not uh, not stopping. No, I mean that that was just traumatic yeah but yeah pretty pretty crazy so yeah uh kids everybody out there please please mm-hmm. wear your helmets yes it does it could help you no and this is coming from a girl that didn't wear a helmet for many 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 years i know like oh i've told you you should now you know don't wiggle your finger i'm waving at me. my finger at you but good now at least you'll wear your helmet that is an important thing so there we go and that's Yes. What happened there? Yes. It was so just that went surreal. On. It really was. Yeah. It really was. I mean, just the timing. Like, there was, you know, Interstate's a long road. And mm-hmm. just, I, I'm, I know we already said this just one more time, though. I mean, it's just like, out of all the places the mattress could have fallen, there was nobody else on the street. Just that one second. Yep. If, it, if yeah, if, it, if that bicyclist had been like two seconds past that, really nobody would have noticed. Because there was nobody even on the sidewalk or anything right there. I mean, it would have just fallen off on the side of the road. No mm-hmm. big deal. But uh, no, it clobbered him. Oi! Yeah. So that was part of part of the day, and then then we, then had to go have our meetings after that. Like, yeah. just in complete shock ourselves. <laughs> I know because we were already running this. late, and then we're just like, shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> yeah, there we go. Yes. I don't know. Now I'm. Uh, I was going to go for a bike ride later today, but I will be much more conscious of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you well, do I mean, have to funny. always assume that cars are going to try to kill you. That's I just assume that especially yeah. like even on my scooter yeah. I assume that same thing I'm like I don't assume that anybody can see me mm-hmm. I slow down like even if somebody has a stop sign and I don't I'm I slow down just to make sure I'm like do they see me there Can you see me Can you see me Do you see me Do you see me Can you see me Yes indeed Hey Greg guess what Yes Sarah why are you doing that Because it's Friday and it's been a long week Yeah 7 a.m. waking up in the morning gotta be Go downstairs, gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. Seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on, everybody's rushing. Gotta get down to the bus stop, gotta catch my bus. I see my friends kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Gotta make my mind up. I think that's probably enough. Have we? That's right. So, um, speaking of, can you hear me? And my crazy cat lady, ex-neighbor. Can you hear me? So, um, I don't know. My apartment's getting weird because there are a whole bunch of young kids that have moved in there. So it's just a whole bunch of young rough, young ruffians. In your, in your apartment in, complex? In my apartment complex. Well, because you live in an apartment complex with... I mean, how many apartments are in there? Oh, like 60, maybe. 60? Yeah. yeah. And they're all pretty tightly packed together. Yeah. Um, and you've described it before as being an adult dorm, essentially. It, it pretty much is. Like, when yeah. I go to do my laundry, like, I'm, like, 
I'll just wear like my like spandex and a t-shirt like don't even get dressed up just kind of why it does feel like i'm in a dorm like when i go downstairs to do my laundry i'm just like this is flashing me back to stevenson east that was my dorm in wsu i was but, in c long second hall Whoop. no um so you know my building's just full of crazy all the time anyway but i didn't realize that it isn't just my building it's my fucking block that is full of crazy including my hippie neighbors so I have these I have these hippie neighbors that I don't see too often, but when I do, they're they're very odd. So they're in your apartment building. They're not in my apartment building. They're in a house, a couple like a couple houses down. Okay, my, but they're always out in front of my apartment building. Okay, because all right, so they're they're this weird kind of like hippie Portland white element. Where like they're obviously they're a yuppie. You can tell wealthy like white family who all run around wearing like all sorts of like tapestries and turbans wait what i'm i'm confused i'm very confused by this so this is a so this is a so it's a it's a very nice house that this family lives in so they clearly have some money they clearly have some money because your neighborhood where you live yeah buy a house around there that would be a lot of money yeah and like they have owning a home would, would they're be not like they're not living from the earth like they have really nice cars that they drive mm-hmm. I see them sans turban like it doesn't so they're now uh, yeah I wanted to get to that I I'm, think they're wearing urban turbans urban turban is that really a thing I think I think it's so it's not you don't think it's for a re- like religious I don't means. believe so I think that it's just kind of for a look but or cultural things yeah or I don't think it's cultural no because I see them like on their like cell phones and driving their cars like they don't wear the turbans all the time but they do come out and wear the turbans all the time especially because I live uh, in an area too where there are like lots of restaurants and bars and stuff yeah it's a it's a nice it's a hip little area it seems like they come out wearing their turbans along with something else I'll talk about in a second but when there are a lot of people around like, uh, so they're, they're totally doing it for show yes yeah and so like they'll um like they'll be sitting on the porch like playing their fucking ukulele or something and just running around but the weird thing that they do too is when they put on their turbans so their urban turbans they're um they walk up and down the street but they have a child that they you know don't really mind very well like this child will be like running up and down the street, yeah, uh-huh. like with the turbaned parents kind of not paying attention. So these are so, uh, no, but the just child- to go back to this turban thing really quick. Is that like a is that like a thing that is that become hip to do then? I don't, I don't. I'm just know. so confused. It looks by it. stupid. It looks it looks really bad. But, okay. Um, but so there's a kid that the that the urban turbans wa- walk around with, who is about I'd say two or three it's a it's a little boy mm-hmm. and i kind of live on the side of uh, i live like close to a busier street and they will let this little kid run up and down the blocks as they're sitting with their turbans completely naked completely naked as they're walking like they're walking around either walking with their ukuleles playing with them wearing their urban turbans and have a completely naked like two or three year old boy running up and down the street i don't know what they're doing he's two or three years old running naked on the yes. street yes Ooh. It was just, the whole thing is really weird. And I understand, like, you know, if, if, if a baby's a baby and you're, like, in, in a backyard or whatever, like, you know, that's fine. But to be running on a city street with Two a or three years old naked is way little kid. too old to be running around naked on a public street. Yes. It's See, these, what this sounds like to me with this couple, I mean, 
if they're not religious, they're putting on a turban just to just because they think it's no, hip and cool, and they probably turbans, want yeah. people to try to say something to them about it mm-hmm. uh, because they're just trying to grab attention. And then on top of that, letting a two to three year old boy run around or child run around naked on a public street—that's also. Probably what they're doing is they're using that kid to try to get attention from someone to come over and say, why are you doing that? So that way they already have their pre-programmed rant. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw back at them. Well, you know, it's natural. And who are you to tell me how to raise my child and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, it's dangerous. You shouldn't have your naked child running down the street. No, and I could. It's dangerous for a number of reasons. <laughs> it was really A number weird. of reasons. That's inappropriate. Well, because I, I rounded the corner once and um, like walking down the busy street, rounded the corner. And the naked child almost ran into me, like as like ran into me, like as he he was running perpendicular to the like busy road as I'm walking like parallel to it. And as I rounded the corner, he almost ran into me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you don't have any clothes on. And this yeah, is, uh, it's one it thing was, if it's like if it's at their house, yeah, you yeah. know, if whatever they want to do in their own home, you know, let the kid run around naked, whatever. That's your house. Out in public, no, it's just it's just not. It's just uh, that just seems so inappropriate to me. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm it does, too so, old school and not hippie enough to understand this, but that just doesn't seem okay. Aaron in the chat says, look, there's country naked age and city naked age. At two, the kid could probably get away with it in the country, but not in a city. No, exa- exactly. Yeah, that's that's totally I have that's my, a good way to look uh, at it. You know, I live near like an old man bar and like there are always drunk people around and who knows. Well, like, and, and it's a city. And quite frankly, I think we've all heard enough stories about predators and people that you know, yeah, terrible people. Terrible people. Protect your child. Yes. Don't let your child run down the block away from you, two yeah, or three years old, while nude. Odd. Probably so, not a good idea. I almost um, would prefer my now dead crazy cat lady to um, to the urban turbans and their naked child. <laughs> it was just weird. I saw them again this morning, and I'm like, and they're very unfriendly. Yeah. Very unfriendly. Oh, of course. Well, because they're waiting yeah. for a rant. They're like writing on, like they're you know have their like matching iPads. After they get out of their Priuses and like it's just it's ridiculous. Wow, that is a little over the top. It is weird, and it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's just a little odd. Like see, I but, really like my neighborhood, but sometimes see, but, it's just a little too douchey. See, but then again, you know, this is this is what you deal with versus what I deal with. I would probably take your situation any second, <laughs> in a second, because um, yeah, dealing with my method neighbors and Boyle man. What was the other name we came up for for him? Lumpy. Lumpy. Yeah. I still, I'm I'm probably going to have to go so back I to So I get Boyle urban Man. turbans and you get lumpy. I, yeah. Yeah. I get lumpy. So I would probably rather deal with the urban turbans or just, uh, you know, be annoyed by them rather than have them selling drugs in front of my house. That's true. Yeah. But I don't know what the urban turbans do. I mean, they do have a lot of money. And I do see them around a lot, so it doesn't look like yeah. apparent that, you know, in their matching turbans, either of them are, like, at work all the time. Unless they work from their home. Well, this is possible. That could be that could be possible. It's possible. So I'm not sure. It's hard to say. Yes, but uh, nonetheless, at least uh, at least they don't have giant unknown. Maybe they marks do. Maybe that's them. why they wear the turbans. Oh, maybe that is. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a secret there. Maybe there's really secrets sure. under those turbans. It's hard to say. <laughs> it is hard to say exactly what's going on with there. Um, all right. Well, I've got uh, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about in ball talk. But why don't we take a quick break here? Just a quickie. Uh, just a quick. Oh, yeah. No. No. A quick break. There we go. Let's let's make sure yes. that's established. Well, I wanted to play some Andrew WK. <laughs> play <laughs> because, some more of his fuck hits. Fuck you. Yes. His more of his hits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's a there's a lot of hits. There, there are a lot of hits. No. All right. And okay, plus yeah. it's a sunny day and it's a Friday. Let's get some let's get some party music going on. 
How did you say that again? Party music going on. Okay, that's what I thought. Going on. All right, we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, my. That three-way did bring us closer together. You're listening to Greg's new favorite bumper on FunEmploymentRadio.com. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's true. It is his favorite bumper. It's true. Isn't it? Yes. No. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extel, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. No, that bumper was uh, by by the one and only Aaron Duran. Yes, it was Aaron Duran. Mm-hmm. And Aaron is going to be at uh, is going to be appearing somewhere on September 22nd. Oh, he is. Where is he going to be appearing? Well, actually, I have it on good authority that he's going to be at Plan B for the Fun Employment Radio Network Listener Party. Plan B? Are you talking about that corner that's on uh, uh, that bar that's on the corner of Southeast Eighth and Main? Why, well, that's the exact same one that I was discussing. Wow, that's great. They're going to have plenty of refreshments there. Uh, they also have a pretty big back patio, don't they? Very big back patio, and on top of that, a big stage where I believe things are going to be happening. I think, think things are going to be happening. Tell me more about them. Well, things such as Geek in the City. Geek in the City will be there. Perhaps doing something on the stage. Ooh, associated I like the sound of that. With the Fun Employment Radio Network Lister Party. On top of that, I also have it on very good authority that Lisa and Brian Wood of Big Ass Sandwiches fame, you know, they won the uh, competition for Best Sandwich in the Northwest. Yes, yes, I've uh, heard of them. They will be performing with their band, The Kirbys. Awesome. That night as well. And on top of that, well, you and I might be there. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if we show mm-hmm. up to it. You know, we, we don't want to, you know... Sometimes those things get kind of weird for us, even though it's a Fun Employment Radio Network <laughs> listener party. Sarah and I might show up. But I do also have it, once again, on good authority through my sources, that Courage will be performing as well. Yeah. Courage. So uh, all of no. that is going to be going on. Oh, I have to do that for Courage, though, when I announce when I announce a band like Courage. And if you have never heard Courage, you can go to couragemusic.com, and you can download a bunch of the songs there. Uh, it is uh, It is my butt rock band. And so we will be performing, and it's going to be a fantastic night. So save that date, September 22nd of this year, 2012, Saturday night. If you're coming in from out of town, you can get a deal on a hotel, courtesy of the Jupiter Hotel. A fantastic deal. So go to jupiterhotel.com, and then when you're uh, closing out booking your room, type in the, the promo code GEEK. 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 G-E-E-K. And uh, you will get a discount on your room, courtesy of them, just for attending the Fun Employment Radio Network listener party. So it's a, it's a great thing. We're really looking forward to it and hoping to see hoping to see everybody there. It's kind of making me a little unnerving, uh, a little unnerved that both Aaron and Scott are profusely apologizing for what they're going to be doing. Oh, really? <sighs> well, we'll just have to find out. Well, I guess we If they're will. apologizing beforehand, I think that kind of... Does that give you, like, license to do something terrible if you apologize beforehand? You're not going to like this. You won't like this. I'm Well, I'm maybe sorry. what we should do is they should uh, have to tell me, but not you. Why? Why wouldn't I get to know? Because you're going to be busy with all your courage stuff. We don't need to be to be distracting you. Well, would it be a would it so it'll be a surprise? Yeah, sure. I bet it will. I don't know what it is. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking Now a- you're making me nervous. If you're mm. if you're going to be allowed to know but I'm not going to be allowed to know, then that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. What is it you know what else with? I know? What? One of our listeners with one of the coolest names I've ever heard is having a birthday. Really? Yes, so we heard uh, from his lovely wife named Brandy. 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 That uh, her husband, and this is his real name, Kyle Stone Chilla. Stone dash 
C H I L L A. Kyle Stonechilla. His Kyle last name is Stonechilla. Stone that is badass. Stonechilla. I'm fucking Stonechilla, yo. Wow. That is pretty. That is a badass Kyle name. Stonechilla. I'm jealous of that name. That's a pretty cool name. Stonechilla. So he's turning uh, 35 today. So Kyle Stonechilla, we wanted to sing a little drunk Elvis for you. A fine age, sir. Yes, it's a. Is it? Is it a very fruitful age? It's a fine age. Okay. All right. Well, happy Become birthday. Become much wiser. Much wiser. <laughs> and as this is the is case that with what has happened, as is the you? case with uh, with males, you know, we become more attractive the older we get. Oh Jesus God! Yes. Happy birthday, Kyle Stonechilla. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot, Hot damn, damn right. Hot damn right. Yes, Kyle, you got yourself a good woman there too. She made sure, like, she sent it a few days in advance, and she, she, she really looked out for you. So, Indeed. give her a big hug. Indeed. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Should we do? Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Kyle, is your Olympia's delicious as mine is? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty tasty. This it's is actually, Friday. It's, it's pretty damn. If you're listening tasty. to the show. You know, it's Friday. It's a little bit looser of a show. I don't like how you like describe looser, and then you're kind of like wiggling around like you're all loose over there. Footloose and fancy free, don't as do I like that. to say. Footloose and fancy free. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. So I have to talk about this story, uh, and then we'll get into some Olympic stuff. But this comes from uh, from Long Island, and there is a scandal brewing. <laughs> Among the wealthy hoity-toity types in Long Island, okay, over a uh, golf club, over a golf club, like a like a club uh, or like a, a, a hitting club, club, a country a club, country club. Gotcha. Uh, it is called the Tam O'Shanter Club in Brookville, Long Island. Tam O'Shanter, you say? My family used to summer on the continent. The Tam O'Shanter Club. Well, don't worry, you wouldn't be allowed into this club anyway because yeah, it's a. Uh, 15,500... Well, maybe I should finish my story then. I don't think you want to be associated with this, but uh, perhaps you're right. You I would, don't want you to. You may be allowed Never mind, this, I don't want to. I don't want into to. This. Uh, perhaps you know more than I do about it. Uh, so, it's a $15,500 a year club to join. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... So, you have golf and then your typical clubhouse, typical country club stuff. But there's a scandal brewing over some special parties that they had. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. Sexy so parties. What happened was this, and apparently this was not the first time, but somehow the story has leaked out. Uh, Somebody talked. So what they would do at this club is, it doesn't say how often they would do it, but I guess this this, uh, just happened a couple of days ago, apparently, and where they had a... Members only party, which it is a members only club. <laughs> I bet it was a members you know, only party, uh, and uh, it was attended by about 100 to 150 of the members, all men. Where while they were out golfing during the day, golfing on the course, they had hired strippers to stand there in bikinis and serve cocktails as they're going around on the club. Okay, sounds kind of awesome. I wouldn't pay that much for it, but that sounds kind of awesome. Uh, so that was happening during the day. However. At night, during this party, the strippers went away and were replaced by some other young ladies. Young ladies who were there to negotiate whatever you wanted. So, essentially, they brought in... Uh, they, said, they said about ten prostitutes. 
And what would happen is the prostitutes would just sit there in the bar. They sent home pretty much all of the female workers at the club, so they weren't even allowed there. So only, it was just a whole room full of dudes. Dudes with a lot of money and a whole bunch of prostitutes hanging out. Where I guess all you would have to do is just walk up to them, you'd negotiate. It's already cleared that this is what's going on. So, so there will be some prostituting about There will be some prostituting going mm-hmm. on. That's the only women there are prostitutes. So they would go up, you know, negotiate something and then go off somewhere on the club and have sex. Allegedly they were going uh, to the locker room, to the massage area, the shower room. Um, there was one guy that was reportedly receiving pleasures while on one of the greens of the golf course. Ew. Yeah. And uh, the main rule was, of course, as with anything like this, you don't talk about what happened. It's like fight club. at the party. Yeah. yeah, and that's that was it was just kind of a, I I don't even know if it was a written down rule, but it was an unwritten rule. Yeah, you don't talk about it outside of there. Well, somebody <laughs> talked, and now the scandal is brewing. So it is being investigated as far as part of a, a possible prostitution ring, and let alone how these guys are dealing with their wives at this point. I have no idea. No, it wasn't me. It was Bob. Bob did it. It was sick. Aww. I was sickened by it. When you can't trust your country club own, who mm-hmm. can you trust? Mm-hmm. Well, when they they started investigating this thing, and there's also apparently another complaint, is that the owners of the club were also screwing over the uh, the members by refilling premium liquor bottles with cheap booze and then selling it at the premium price. I'm not saying that I worked at a place once that did that. Oh. It was many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Not here in Portland. Sure. It wasn't. Right. Greg, stop insinuating. I'm not insinuating anything. You were doing the insinuating. (laughs) Scott says it gives ball washing station a whole new meaning. Huh? Auga! Humana, 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 humana. Humana, 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 humana. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> it's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so that is uh, that is the scandal that is erupting there. Uh, moving on, I let's that talk. Wasn't ab- the only thing that was erupting. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, to continue along with the stripper theme, I kind of just gave away my punchline there. But uh, there <laughs> is, of course, though we all know for a long time. That uh, Well, at least if you listen to Ball Talk, I've talked about this. That the International Pole Sport Federation has been pushing hard to get pole dancing to be part of the Olympics. Pushing real hard. Pushing real hard. And they're lobbying right now to have pole dancing as part of the 2016 Olympic Games, which will be taking place in Brazil. Their uh, statement is, these women are incredible athletes. They have grace and elegance, and they absolutely belong in the Olympics. But we do fight the stereotype that it's for strippers. Well... You're pole dancing. I don't think that that's a stereotype. I think that's a fact. That's that's a fact. I think what came first, the Olympian swinging on the pole or the naked lady having dollar bills shoved into her vagina? I'm pretty sure it was the naked lady. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's... Uh, and that's what it's associated with. And I'm sorry, you're not going to break that stereotype. But I will say this. If they did allow that in, um, that would be the most watched event ever. Olympic pole dancing would be, hands down, I bet it would break records of uh, viewership. Dude, if there's Olympic pole dancing, then they need to have Olympic cornholing. Absolutely. I bu- that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. I would compete for that. I would try to be that, you know, a finely tuned athlete. Cornhole. Playing cornhole is not an athletic, really, event. Is swinging on pole? Well, that's athletic, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah, takes, that, that takes some work. I'm not going to deny that. Playing cornhole is a game. It's a it's a game of challenge. 
and aim. And I, I believe like it's just as good as ping pong. Ping pong. Ding ding. Ding ding. Ding ding. Ding ding. And li ying zhang zhang. Well, that's what they're saying. And so uh, more than 60 athletes from 25 countries have gathered to compete at uh, their latest World Pole Sports Championship. And they are now, of course, lobbying heavily. A sport pole just sounds wrong. A sport pole. World Pole Sport Championship. Yeah. Pole sport. Pole. Pole dancers. So uh, there we go. Moving on in ball talk. It, uh, some people take the Olympic spirit a little bit too far. Have they gone too far? Have they gone too far? That man's name was Jesus Christ. Ocular cancer. Uh, so, this has to do with a young man from London who was having a good time, uh, being very excited about the Olympics uh, happening. This happened actually last weekend, over the uh, right when the opening weekend was occurring. Mm-hmm. And this guy happened to be down on a beach in the south of France, but he's from London. He's English. Very excited about the Olympic spirit. So excited that he was hanging out with his friends. And while on the beach, he bid his friends farewell, explaining that the only way he can he can uh, fully enjoy this Olympic spirit that he has is to swim across the Atlantic to New York City and infect America with his enthusiasm. This is what he told his friends. You know now what? his friends... You should never say you want to infect anyone with anything. Infect America with his enthusiasm. He was very excited and he wanted to spread the cheer. Now his friends uh, figured he was joking and just, just kind of laughed about it and watched him jump into the ocean and at that point he started swimming and just kept going. He kept swimming, made it to about uh, 300 yards out, which was past where the lifeguards could actually see him. And then at that point, everybody kind of realized, oh, shit, he's serious. Oh, my God. He's delusional. He's trying to swim to New York City, which happened. He didn't die, did he? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) At that point, they had to call in a rescue helicopter to get out there before he got too far. he has many fewer friends now. (laughs) And they they could not get the guy to stop. They kept yelling at him to, to stop. Stop swimming. They had to drop a diver down into the ocean to be next to him to try to slow him down. And he refused to stop. I guess the diver originally reminded him that uh, the trip is about 3,600 miles to make it to New York City from where they were. He persisted, though, saying that his advanced aquatic skills would allow <laughs> him the ability to that swim across like the Atlantic. you reasoning about something. Oh, no. I, have, I clearly have advanced Statistically, aquatic skills. Statistically, his advanced aquatic skills... We're going to allow him. However, uh, as they stood there with him, or swam there with him, and the helicopter followed along, he eventually got very tired and then <laughs> accepted a line from a from a rescue dinghy, and they brought him back onto the beach at that point. A rescue dinghy. A rescue dinghy. Could, the, could, he, could the story end less manlier? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he tried to swim 3,700 miles, and... Well, uh, he was that excited about the Olympics. The Olympics are an exciting time. You know, it's uh, it's a big event. People in the chat are believing that it kind of sounds like something you would do, Greg. <laughs> that I would try to swim. <laughs> and that man's name was Greg Nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> I could swim to Rome, I would. Uh, so, so anyway, he does does seem like he made it out safe and was convinced that this was just a little bit too far to swim. Speaking of swimmers. Ooh, segue. We have this story. So what everyone has always thought 
was happening is actually happening. They're and I'm all talking boning about each other in the Olympic Village. Well, they're all boning each other. That those stories have all come out. I guess it's just a one giant orgy going on in that Olympic Village. And you can only be, I think, Olympians if you want to get in there. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Olympic swimmers and what they're doing when they're in the pool. Swimming? Well... I knew that they were swimming in there. I just didn't really have concrete em- evidence. They are, in fact, swimming. Okay. And also, when you're swimming like that, you know, your body tenses up a little bit. Sometimes uh, you, need to be, you need to be as relaxed as possible. And that includes urinating in the Olympic pool. They are not. Um, are they? One of the uh, Carly Gear, Carly Gear, who is a former USA swimming national team member, actually was asked a question about this. Do Olympians pee in the pool? And she said, nearly 100% of elite competitive swimmers pee in the pool. Regularly. Some deny it. Some proudly embrace it. But everyone does. Interesting. This is her as a former... U.S. national team member. Um, they decided to go along and ask her some more questions about it. Oh, God. And she actually gave a full detailed answer about Olympic peeing. Olympic peeing. I'm actually kind of fascinated by this. Well, here's one of the things she said. So this is something that you don't want to pay attention to next time you're watching the Olympics. She said, just about the only time you can get away with peeing during a race is during a breaststroke pullout. Oh, a breast sur- Why is everything you're saying sound- sounding pornographic today? Uh, that's you everything. that's making that judgment. Um, she said you spend enough time gliding that if you really got to go, you probably could. Otherwise, you're too tense and too well busy to think about peeing. So, so they I'm don't never- do it too much while they're swimming. While they're actually swimming, they're not doing it a whole lot. But they have warm-ups where they're ducking into the pool. Um, she so said before a race... Be to watch this and not think that they're peeing while they're racing. Okay. Good. Uh, she said, before a race, it's an interesting time. It depends on the meat and, to some extent, the color of the pool deck. I kid you not. You always try to pee before you swim, but sometimes your body defies logic and finds a way to refill your bladder just to spite you. Adrenaline and nerves wreak havoc on your system, and I knew tons of other swimmers that always, regardless of prior planning, had to pee right before a race. What to do if you're desperate? Well, it's not uncommon to splash yourself before you climb up on the blocks. So you've, if you've watched the Olympics, you I've see them. I've seen that. They, yes. splat, they reach down in yes. the pool and splash yes. water on themselves. Yes. Are they peeing while she they're doing said, that? So that no. extra liquid on yourself and the pool deck affords you an interesting opportunity. So essentially, since there's already water streaming down them, nobody's going to notice if some of it happens to be slightly discolored. There's a good chance... While they are showing these these uh, men and women standing on the on the decks before they go jump into the pool, that one of them probably is pee. Now she said, "Warm up and practice. Totally free reign." She said, "As a swimmer, you just have to accept that okay, you're this swimming is in pee." A lot of pee news. I had a teammate that would sit on the wall and announce, "I'm peeing," which was disgusting, but at least she warned us. This is a this is a news story that came out. So there we go. I wanted to make sure that uh, everyone knew about the Olympic beat. So, moving on to ball talk. Congrats to Gabby Douglas. Not to be associated with any peeing incident. She is, in fact, the women's all-around gymnastics championship champion, uh, U.S. Olympic gold medal winner. So she just won that yesterday. 
Get used to seeing her name because now her name is going to be everywhere. She's already going to be on the cover of a Wheaties box. Okay. Gabby Douglas. You will hear that name a lot. That's all I have to say. But good good for her. Congratulations on winning. Uh, finally in ball talk. Awesome. We have this. This is one of the funniest things that I've seen in quite a long time. And it has to do with somebody hacking in to Major League Baseball Facebook and Twitter accounts. So some group did it. Some of the postings were funny. Some of them were trying to make statements. There was a, somebody hacked into the San Francisco Giants Facebook page and made some statement about Chick-fil-A, of course. Uh, then there was also somebody who... Uh, a couple a couple other political statements, but for the most part, they were just damn funny. Mm. Somebody hacked into the Chicago White Sox Facebook page, which, of course, President Barack Obama is a huge White Sox fan. Okay. Big White Sox fan. Uh, they had the White Sox proclaim that they were voting for Mitt Romney in the upcoming election. Kind of funny. You know, mildly funny. Mm-hmm. The Washington Nationals <laughs> had somebody hack into their Facebook page and say that the team is moving back to Montreal. So they, they were originally the Montreal Montreal Expos, and they moved there a couple of years ago. So on their official... This is coming from official Major League Baseball oh, pages. So you can only imagine the number of people... Who don't Freaky get that it's a joke out. and just freaked out. The Washington Nationals on their Facebook page officially announced they're moving back to Montreal. Freaking people out. The Miami Marlins had somebody <laughs> hack into their page. who, And at which point they promised free pit bull night at Marlins Park. Free pit bull night. Awesome. The San Diego Padres had someone hack into their account and... <laughs> Made an announcement in which the Padres strongly discouraged, in all capital letters, disabled fans from attending games. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Well, all these people know was that the Padres were strongly discouraging anyone disabled from attending their games. Obviously, this was a hack. And finally, we have this one. The New York Yankees had their Twitter account hacked, to which the posting was this. We regret to inform our fans that Derek Jeter will miss the rest of the season with sexual reassignment surgery. He promises to come back stronger than ever in 2013 as Minnie Mentles. <laughs> it's just the fact that it's coming from their official... That's just so like, or their silly. Official, I love it's it. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> and that's the thing. For all of these ones, I mean, they're not like vindictive or anything like that. Or <laughs> they're, just, they're just funny. Yeah. You know? Derek Jeter will miss the rest of the season with sexual reassignment surgery. I just, to me, I just love the idea of how many people be- fully believe these. What is this about Derek? Do you hear about Derek Jeter? Did you hear about him? <laughs> that's shameful. Oh, that's so funny. So anyway, whoever that is, I don't encourage this. Never, never do I encourage this. But that was pretty funny. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That's amazing. We strongly discourage disabled fans from attending. That's fucked up. (laughs) I mean, it's so fucked up that it's... But it's funny if they're doing it, you know, from that particular website. Mm -hmm. Oh, lordy. So there we go. Did you do the ch- ch- 
my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up, I have something actually that's a pretty cool thing. Okay. But it is... Uh, I just I, I wanted to tell everybody about it because I was pretty excited when I saw this. Bitty. Everybody, I've had half of an Olympia. Woo! I'm crazy. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm crazy. You answered your question. Hey, Greg. Mm-hmm. So I think that you'll be interested in this. Okay. So let me tell you about a new invention. Okay. Headline reads, too many baby pictures on Facebook. You can actually download a filter that swaps out your friend's baby pictures for awesome stuff. Cool. So uh, documenting a baby's every move is a hallowed tradition on Facebook, but most people might rather look at photos of kittens or puppies or bacon. And now they can without unfriending their more offspring-oriented pals. So uh, both parents and their childless friends can be happy thanks to a browser extension that you can do on Google Chrome called (laughs) unbaby.me. So it's unbaby.me. Unbaby.me. So as long as you use Chrome, you can easily install the extension. So after you've installed it, you just give your <laughs> Facebook feed a refresh. Suddenly, all of your friends' baby photos will be replaced by awesome stuff, <laughs> i.e. like kittens, puppies, turtles, ice cream, or whatever else that you'd like. Uh, the default image replacements are all of cats, but you can plug in a photo feed of your choice. So if you want to see, you know, pictures of dogs in costumes. Um, look at this can, now, yeah. Yes. There's one with <laughs> fast cars. Yeah, so, um, so what they do, by default, what this particular unbaby.me picks up, like they'll look for, um, the way that they find the pictures is, by the way, your friends with babies label them. Okay. So it has a huge slew of like different uh, different titles. It says, uh, like, so if it goes through and it, you know, someone uploads a picture and it says, like, here are a couple examples, like, one-year-old, so adorable, just learning to walk, months old, pajamas, eating solid food, so cute, is precious, cute baby, gorgeous baby, baby boy, baby girl, onesie, sockies, Gerber, little angel, all these kind of words. (laughs) If somebody describes their baby like that, it can basically, whatever you uh, picture or place it with, it can be like, a, you know, a dog in a frog costume. <laughs> so it'll still say that it's that picture, but it'll be a picture of your choosing. That's instead, awesome. Which is kind of genius. This article ends with, um, like, the woman who wrote it. She wrote, uh, my friend's month-old daughter just smiled for the 17th time today. Don't worry. Her mom got a photo of the magical moment. To me, it looks like a pug in a Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So genius. Called, it is genius. So it's called... I Seriously, Sasquatch in the chat said can block anything that talks about Chick-fil-A. Fucking A, right? Yeah, God, I'm so tired of that shit. Just don't go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Anyway, let's not even talk about this. Okay. But um, unbaby.me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick is asking, will that replace naked urban turban babies? <laughs> we'll have to see. Hard, hard to say if there's an app for that yet. Hey, Greg, so you love Italy, right? I do indeed. Well, you know what is illegal in Italy now? What? It is actually legitimately illegal to tell an Italian person that they have no balls. <laughs> it's now a crime. So Italy's really? highest court has ruled on the subject of utmost importance, whether it's a crime to tell a man that he has no balls. It's ruling, yes, that is, uh, it is a crime punishable by a fine... Because the insult makes a man feel less manly. (laughs) 
So this decision came about after years of legal battling between two cousins, one of whom used the insult against another during a courtroom exchange. So the judge... So the male judge about his ruling says it refers not only to the target's lack of virility, but also attributes his weakness of character, lack of determination, competence, and coherence. Virtues that, rightly or wrongly, are still identified as pertaining to the male gender, says the judge with probably a very, very small penis. Well, there's, uh, I will say this, and I do like Italy, but yeah, there's uh, some of those guys think very highly of themselves. They're... They don't like their manliness questioned. A little bit insecure. I'll say so that. I'm just They're a little you, insecure. Greg, you know, if uh, you know, next time you go to Italy, Maybe if you're lot. trying to pee on the side of a building that, non testicoli, you know, that might be of some importance to their culture, don't tell them <laughs> that they don't have any balls. That could be an extra fine. All right. Next up, I have a story by a young man named Timothy Payes. 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 Headline like, is like Pez dispenser Pez? Uh, P-A-E-Z. Oh, okay. Pez? P-E-A-Z? P-A-E-Z. Pies. Pies? I'd say pies. Well, Timothy Pies allegedly pied on a woman's leg after she rejected him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you write that one? No, because it says Tim Pie- Timothy Pies allegedly peed on a woman's leg, and as soon as you said it was pies, then I tried to make it. Um, so it's being reported that Timothy Pies is accused of peeing on a woman in, a, in Colorado after she rejected his advances. <laughs> yes, that's the way to win her back, Timothy. So a police report um, says that Pies came up and put his arm around a woman at a bar in Longmont. The woman turned around and said, um, really? At which point Pies backed off, according to the report. <laughs> I'll show you. But Pies hadn't used up all of his smooth moves. At first, the woman thought the rejected guy was spilling his beer on her. But when she turned around, she discovered that Pies was, in fact, urinating on her leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. After, wow, dude. <laughs> after police were called, uh, it was reported that police who questioned Pies found most of his answers were unintelligible because he was so intoxicated. Paez was arrested on suspicion of harassment and public indecency and had to post bond. <laughs> well, it's one way to get back at someone. Mm-hmm. So watch out, ladies. Timothy Paez is coming for you. <laughs> <sighs> My favorite headline of the day is a police, uh, excuse me, police arrest couple for putting on a unsolicited sex show in Walmart. <laughs> of course. Walmart employees, disturbed by the lewd conduct of two shoppers, alerted police to the display, prompting the couple's arrest. So, according to the incident report, 22-year-old Julian Call and 35... Uh, ooh, hi, cougar. That's a cougar. And 35-year-old... How old was... How old was... Julian Call is 22, and Tina Gynacon is uh, 35. Are there pictures? I'm sure there are somewhere. So after, so supposedly Julian and Tina decided to steal a tube of KY jelly from the Walmart <laughs> in Hutchinson, Kansas, and used said tube of KY jelly to perform sex acts on each other in full view of fellow Walmart patrons. <laughs> Uh, the Hutchinson, oh. Kansas News describes the act as, cro- uh, quote, groping under the clothing. 
But uh, somebody else who was there Groping under the clothing But what is, somebody oh. else under there was Oh, little ear, ear. But uh, it was all A witness says that it was more labeled as sexual fondling It is not known how much of the tube of KY jelly they used uh, The couple was booked on uh, into jail on charges of lewd and lascivious behavior Lascivious Surprisingly though, no alcohol or drugs are said to be involved are you looking them up? Yeah, I am. I did find a picture. Oops, the the picture I posted in the chat did not work, but I will uh, I will do my best to get that <laughs> to the people. They're actually they're surprisingly not as not quite as hideous as you would normally expect. I mean, they're hideous, but you know, um, I have to say, not what I, not quite what I expected. All right, Aaron uh, says, "God, this story gives me hor- horrible Susanville flashbacks." Remember, he worked at Walmart a long time ago. Yeah. He said, I knew so many people that humped it out before slash after the store opened in changing rooms and bathrooms. Really? Like employees? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm looking at the picture now, too. Wow. Yeah, they do look more normal than I thought they would. Uh-huh. All right. Well, and finally, since... Sales are making me so hot. <laughs> yeah, grab that tube of lube and let's get started. Ew. God. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please cut out that piece of audio. (laughs) And finally, since it is World of Crazy, I Uh wanted to give you the craziest slash crazier than sexy Walmart sex. Mm -hmm. Crazier than that. uh, And you know it it don't get much crazier than that. So let me tell you. There's a new reality show coming on to TV. So the network, uh, TLC, that brought you John and Kate Plus 8... Is following in the footsteps of MTV and uh, delving into the world of teen pregnancy. Oh, man. I thought that had finally gone away. No, there's a whole new world. So not only is this going to be about teen pregnancy, this show is going to be called My Teen is Pregnant and So Am I. Where, oh. where young girls and their mothers are expecting babies at the same time. Fuck the world. Wow. Wow. The Learning Channel. My teen is pregnant and so am I. Where young girls and their moms expect babies at the same time. In a sneak peek of the TLC show, 36-year-old Anne and her 16-year-old daughter Liz... Obviously she's been a fantastic mother so far, so clearly she needs another one. We're both pregnant, and they both spoke exclusively to the um, place that I got the story from about the struggles that they're having as a mother and daughter, both with newborn babies. So 36-year-old Anne was excited for her daughter to become a young mom. At 16, really? Yes. But I mean, it happens, it happens, but is excited the right word? But... 16-year-old Liz was not so thrilled to learn that her mom would be having a baby at the same time. Speaking to her maturity, 16-year-old Liz says, I was mad at first. She just went through a divorce when she found out she was pregnant, and I wanted everyone to pay attention to me and my baby. When I found out she was pregnant, I also was afraid that she wasn't going to be able to help me as much with my baby. Then she had a girl, and that kind of sucked because I had a boy, and I wanted her to have a boy so that her baby would be his best friend. But eventually, I got excited. I know. Sorry, I'm just disgusted by it, so I'm... 
Well, 36-year-old Anne, who, of course, was a teen mom herself, uh, said she was a little surprised that Liz was pregnant. Just a little. That's the quote. A little surprised. Uh, but, uh... Well, that's... But she explained that her daughter was on the pill while taking antibiotics and wasn't told that she needs to use extra protection. In other words, fucking idiot... Antibiotics, just so in case anybody doesn't know, which you're not an idiot if you don't know, but if you are on birth control and you're taking antibiotics, it makes the birth control not work. FYI. Fact. Seemed like it would make sense. And also, it would seem like whoever the doctor or pharmacist was (laughs) probably did tell her. They probably did. Anne says that she wants to support her 16-year-old daughter, mother... Because she didn't have much support when she was a young mom. So she wanted to show her daughter that she still loved her and would help her out. Now, That's what you're supposed to do. Well, adjusting to motherhood has been hard for the teen, who says that for her baby's first three days, she never put her son Tyson down and she was exhausted. (laughs) The 16-year-old mother says, I slept in a chair. It was horrible. Yeah, got a fucking kid. Liz is still a typical teenager who fights with her mom, too. Liz says about her mom was helping her raise her bastard child. She makes me so frustrated. She's the most annoying person ever. Oh, my God. Dude, she's always telling me that his diaper is poopy. And she doesn't understand that boy diapers bunch out more than the one the girl is wearing because of his part. Which I'm assuming maybe his part is Who, his penis. This is the This the is mom, the daughter. This, this is, is the, the daughter. daughter talking about the mom saying she makes me so frustrated. She's the most annoying person ever. Oh my god, dude, she's always telling me that his diaper is poopy, and she doesn't understand that when a boy diaper bunches out more than one a girl is wearing, it's because of his part. She's used to girls, and when she tells me to take care of my son, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She clipped his nails and hurt his finger. God, I was so mad. In other news, shitheads keep birthing younger shitheads. It's the way it works. And that is your world of crazy. There's no hope. Just thank God they don't vote, at least. <laughs> well, another year. Tra la 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 la. Well, la, there we go. La. There we go. It's called World of Crazy for a reason. That is true. It is funny that I mean, we're not alone in the assessment that everyone thinks it's off. Like when I found the story, like it was just shared as like the worst reality show ever. I can't believe TLC is doing that. But I remember when TLC used to be, well, Scott was mentioning in the chat that uh, he remembers when TLC was the learning channel. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yes. saying. It's the learning channel. Yeah. So there you have it. So lesson for everybody. Antibiotics make your birth control not work. And uh, and if you're disabled, don't go to, to a San Diego Padres game. Mm-hmm. They don't want you there, according to their Facebook page. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you. Ooh, that started playing by itself. <laughs> that's a good song that we should play that after I we're know, done. That's, I know. I was, I was pulling it up. I was trying to... Yay! We'd referenced One Hit Wonders. I just got a little excited. Double click. No big deal. Go ahead. Um... <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for all of your support of Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget to please, if you ever go on Facebook, please like our page. It's uh, Fun Employment, just facebook.com slash Fun Employment Radio. If you haven't done it yet, you know, sometimes people forget to do that kind of thing. Just go there and like it. You can always share it if you want, but even just a like, that's awesome. And follow us on Twitter, where our handle is Fun Imp Radio. 
and you'll be seeing a lot more stuff from us on there. Yes, please. Like if if you can just take a second to like anything. Like we don't we don't spam you. It's not overwhelming. No. So we just post things that we find interesting. That a lot of things that we talk about on the show and stuff going on in our uh, in our lives. So totally. Yeah. Facebook.com/slash/funemploymentradio. Please become a fan and Twitter.com/slash/funempradio. It really does help a lot. Much appreciated. Um, all right, everyone. Yeah, I, I think we've I think we've done enough damage. I think so too. What are you going to do this afternoon? I'm thinking I might be pool bound. See uh, how much urine's in there. You have you have any idea how much urine is in that oh, pool? Oh yeah, but I know how much. These are Olympians that are saying they pee. You're going. Maybe not everybody like, there is a vagrant, but I would say that there possibly could be some that are hanging out in the pool. Guess I'll find out. Yes, indeed. Yes, and Scott, we are on Tumblr. We're trying to figure out how the hell that thing works. Yes. So just under Fun Employment Radio there. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, yes, we also are on Tumblr now. Yes. So y'all have amazing weekends. Indeed. And be safe. Have fun. Yes. Whenever you are listening or if you're already in the weekend, well then, have a good weekend. I hope it's going well for you. I hope so too. It's our weekend right now. Well, in about a half an hour. Somewhere along those lines. Yes, indeed. All right, everyone. Well, thank you very much. Is it supposed to be like 95 tomorrow? It is supposed to be that. Jesus, God. Yes, indeed. All right. right. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Take them.